There is not yet an Academy Award for best use of scripture in a motion picture. But if there were, I have a nomination to make. A couple weeks ago, I went to see a matinee showing of Sarah Pauly's new film, Women Talking. It's an adaptation of Miriam Tev's novel from 2018. I went to see the 4.30 screening at Cinema 21, just up the blocks, up a couple blocks here. After sitting in the theater, watching the credits roll stunned, I just went ahead and bought a ticket for the 7 p.m. showing and sat through the same film again, twice in a row. I've never done that before, seen a film twice in one sitting in the theater. But I've gone back twice since then with friends to see it. I can't stop thinking about this movie. Women Talking, if you haven't heard about it or haven't read about it, begins with a horrifying premise. The women and the girls of a small Mennonite colony have for years been systematically drugged and assaulted by a group of men in their, com in their community. And when the perpetrators are caught and turned over to the authorities, the other men of the colony go into town to post bail, and the women are left to decide what they're going to do. They identify three possibilities. They can forgive their attackers as the elders have commanded them and continue to live side by side with them. Option two, they can fight. Or option three, they can leave. And three families are appointed to make the decision. Eight women who range in age from 16 to about 80 who gather in a hayloft to decide the future of all the women in the colony. Tensions run high, decades worth of disagreement and pain is surfaced. Along the way, the women laugh and pray and sing, mostly hymns. It's the most incredible use of nearer my God to thee since Leo and Kate went down on the Titanic 25 years ago. <laughs> They bicker, they argue, they debate, and together, as a community of women, they rediscover the roots of their faith, the radix, right? That's what that means, the root, the true meaning of scriptures that have been used for years to subjugate them and to keep them silent. It's a film about what happens when women begin to speak, and the words to which they turn sometimes are the words of the very text that we have been hearing this morning. They turn to the Bible. You have heard it said in ancient times, Jesus says to his followers, to these faithful, observant Jews who have been trained from childhood scrupulously to follow the law that gives life, the precepts of the Lord that delight and rejoice the heart, the commandments of the Lord that are true and give light to the eyes. You have heard it said to those in ancient times, he says, you shall not murder. But I say to you that if you are so much as angry with a brother or a sister, if you insult a brother or a sister, if you dismiss a brother or a sister as a fool, you are putting your very soul at risk. This is an intensification of the law, right? It's the, the law that undergirds the law, the harder path that Jesus is asking his disciples to follow if they are to be faithful to the root, to the radix of their tradition. It's not enough, he says, just to follow the rules, to tick the boxes, to obey the commandments and the decrees and stay out of trouble, right? Faith requires more than this. Faith asks me to dig deeper, to investigate not just my behavior, but my thinking, my feeling, my guts. This is what Jesus asks of his followers. It's the way that he interprets his own scripture. There is a, a law beneath the law, he says, a, a deep magic that undergirds all of the rules that people have made to keep and maintain order. So the rule about murder, he says, is not 
only, and maybe not even really, about murder at all. It's about anger. It's about violence. It's about what it does to my soul when I learn to see another person as less than I am, as less deserving of respect or value. I don't get a pass, in other words, simply for showing up in church not having killed anybody this week, right? <laughs> I'm asked to reckon with what lies deep within me, with parts of myself that I don't really like to look at or think about too much. I'm asked to wrestle with what these, what these laws, what these rules, what, th what this really means. And in that wrestling, to rediscover who I really am, what I, what I really believe about God. And perhaps more to the point, who taught me to believe that? Who taught you about God? Who taught you what the Bible says? And maybe more importantly, what that means? That was a live question. That was a live debate in Jesus' day. What does it mean to faithfully observe the law? How ought it to be interpret, interpreted, and who decides? That's a question in our day, too, right? Our own canon theologian, Marcus Borg, once wrote that conflict about the Bible is the single most divisive issue among Christians in North America today. That was 10 years ago. I think it's still true. What does it mean to be faithful to Scripture, to this collection, this weird collection of ancient texts and stories which say such confusing, sometimes contradictory things, texts that contain such beauty and such promise and have caused so much pain. The women in the film, the women and women talking, know all about this as soon as they break their silence and begin to speak about what has happened to them. They know that the situation in which they find themselves is not an aberration in the fabric, right? It's not a few bad apples. It's the whole system. It's the whole apple cart. All of the rules about authority and obedience set in place by men that have kept them silent for years. One of them said, they made us disbelieve ourselves. They made us disbelieve ourselves. That was worse. And that is precisely what the systems and traditions of their colony were set up in the name of God to do. So in the film, it falls to Salome, played by the actress Claire Foy, maybe the, the most militant of the women, to really strike at the heart of the matter, which is the ways in which the women of the colony have been carefully taught by their husbands, their fathers, their brothers, and their sons, as well as they realize by their mothers, by their aunts and their sisters, the ways in which they have been taught to think about God, which is, the way to, which is to say the way they have been taught to think about power and how power works and what obedience and forgiveness really mean. Salome finds that she does not believe in forgiveness, and she is unwilling to flee. She is determined, she says, to stay and fight, and she's willing to bear the consequences of that commitment. If God is a loving God, she says, then he will forgive me himself. If God is a vengeful God, then he has created us in his image. If God is omnipotent, then why has he not protected the women and girls of this colony? And she goes on to describe in, in great detail what she will do to any creature who intends harm upon her children. I will become a murderer if I stay, she says. And she looks up at her mother, pleading for understanding. She begins to weep. I suggest, her mother, Agatha, begins, I suggest that we think about what is good. 
Agata begins to quote Paul's letter to the Philippians. The other women join her. These are words that they know by heart, right? Words they have been hearing and practicing their entire lives. Whatever is true, they say. Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And the peace of God, Agatha says, offering a blessing and a benediction to these women, the peace of God be with you. It's one of the most powerful moments of scriptural interpretation that I've ever seen in a Hollywood film. And the film hinges on this, this pivotal moment, what Agatha is naming, what she is claiming for herself and for her daughters and granddaughters is a doorway through which they begin to reclaim the heart of their tradition, a tradition which has done so much damage to them and to millions like them. The story that Women Talking tells is based on real events that took place in a Mennonite colony in Bolivia in 2005. But echoes of stories like this one haunt every community gathered in the name of Christ, communities like our own Trinity Cathedral, every community organized around the Bible, the rules of the Bible, the law of the Lord, written down and interpreted by men for thousands of centuries. This is the stuff we have inherited, the ways that some of us, both men and women, were taught to disbelieve ourselves. They made us disbelieve ourselves. So can we forgive? Ought we to? Ought we to stay and fight for what we know to be true? Or ought we to leave and start over somewhere new? So many people, so many Christians around the world are asking a version of this question right now. I won't spoil the end of the film for you, the decision that the women come to. I wish that every person of faith, every one of us raised in a religious tradition, maybe fleeing a religious tradition or seeking to find our place in a community of faith, I wish, that, I wish that every Christian would see this film. I wish women talking were on the syllabus of every community wrestling with justice and inclusion, what it means to follow the law and the prophets, what it means to embody the teachings of Jesus Christ. Because we, we choose, don't we? We choose how to interpret this stuff. We make active choices as individuals and as a community about what we believe and how we put it into practice. The Bible did not fall out of the sky in a glad bag, right? People made choices about what this stuff means. That means it is incumbent upon us, I think, to make choices too. Scripture asks us to abide by the law. How many times did we sing it this morning? Happy are they whose delight is in the law of the Lord. The, the Psalms talk about this all over the place, right? Happy are they whose way is blameless. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God by loving the Lord your God, walking in God's ways and observing God's commandments, Moses says, you shall live, choose life. That's his invitation to the people of Israel in Deuteronomy. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. But the law of God, right? Any, any Hebrew speaker worth her salt knows that that phrase doesn't just mean the rules of God. It means the, the, like the story of God, the Torah of God, right? The true and living word of God. The law of God is bigger than any rules set up in the name of God. Faith is bigger than rules. I think that's what Jesus is saying in Matthew, right? Faith is, is found in, in these stories that we tell, stories about a guy who, you know, 2,000 years ago gloried in women talking, a guy who talked with them and listened 
to them, who confronted men of violence with simplicity and asks this, this radical kind of honesty from his followers, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. Live in harmony with your brothers and sisters, forsake violence, and hold fast to what you know to be true and good and honorable and pure. That is what it means, Jesus says. That's what it looks like to choose life. That's what it means to fulfill the law, which is to say what it means to live by faith, to, ab to abide, to cling to that thing within you, that root, that radix, that instinct for choosing life over every form of violence and death. Near the end of the film, as the women prepare to make a decision that will change everything they know, a decision that might put their eternal souls at risk and ask them to leave behind the world they know. Greta, one of, the, one of the elders, one of the grandmothers, summarizes the principles of faith that ground their decision-making, what it means for these women, as Moses urged the people of Israel, to choose life, what enables them to do that. She says, this is how we demonstrate our faith. She realizes that faith is something that is rooted deep within her, that she has always known somehow how to choose life. She knows what has happened to her and to the others. And she knows somehow that God is bigger than anything she has ever been taught to believe by a man. And so she smiles. Her eyes are glistening behind her glasses. And she says to the other women, our faith is bigger than the rules. It's bigger than our life.